I'm Blake. My instinct is always just to do a like morning shop jock kind of thing. All right, if you were to do that, what would it be? Hey, we're coming to you live from Blake's. Uh, what is this attic? Let's review everything. Except it, you wouldn't be called Blake. You know, you'd be what would Gator. My, oh, what would my jock? What is it? Shock jock? What is sure. it called? Or just morning zoo crew kind of shit. What know? would my zoo crew name be? I feel uh, like it has to be Bubba for some reason. Because oh, there's always Bubba? a Bubba. Hmm. I would just call you maple syrup. Um, because I'm so sweet. Something like what that. What would you be? Amos is too religious of a name. It would have to be something no, wait, else. Wait, wait. My name is religious? Isn't it? I mean, it's in the Bible. Well, that so makes is, it kind of religious, right? So is, you know, Matthew. Blake is not. No, there's no Blake If there in was there. a Blake in the Bible, what do you think you would do? Well... Would he be the zoo crew member of the Second Testament? <laughs> the Second Testament? Isn't that what it's called? Sure. We, um, can, we can call it that. Okay. Welcome to Let's Review Everything, a podcast where we review everything. Today, we are joined a recurring guest, very funny guy, Drew Robertson. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me back. It's really exciting to talk about what we're going to talk about today. And what are we talking about? We're going to talk about Brendan Fraser or... As spelled, Brendan Fraser, but it just seems common that everyone calls him Brendan Fraser. So, so since this was um, suggested by, I think Neil suggested this, I have butchered his name every time I brought it up. Main reason I asked you to introduce what we're reviewing today. It is, Amos is 100% sure it's Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. He's said that. He has said I've that. seen him in an interview say that his name is not Brendan Fraser. It's Brendan Fraser. Um, he's not, he doesn't look like a guy who would get angry. Eh, he wasn't angry about it. I agree. Or at least he didn't seem angry about it. Like, I think when he listens to this, he will forgive <laughs> us for saying Frazier often. Yeah. He it's will. it's I, not uh, high crimes. I can guarantee you I'm going to at him for weeks before this. Because of all the celebrities, uh, I just feel like he's the most approachable. I, I, think, I think that's his appeal. Is yeah. He seems like a person that if you saw him in a restaurant, he'd actually ask you if you want a picture. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Absolutely. Okay, quickly, top five most approachable celebrities, um, excluding Brennan Fraser. Hmm. I feel like Julia Roberts is up there. Oh, yeah. And she'd do that laugh with the snort. Yep. She'd be so happy to see you. Bill Murray supposedly is very approachable. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Um, I want to say Paul Giamatti, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could well, be totally wrong. No, I think so. I can or, tell you more that are probably not approachable. No, I know. I want to keep it positive. Let's go with that three. I'm kind of, I think that Paul Giamatti's probably at the tail end because he could go either way for me. I was going to say one, and he's a celebrity, but also a politician. I think Obama would be super approachable. Yeah, but politicians are paid to be approachable. That's true. So I think we should remove him. I mean, I, I you know, everything aside, I think he's probably a fantastic dude, but politicians. Dude, I was hoping you weren't meaning like, Four years ago, we should have removed him. I think you just <laughs> from the list, right, yes. Blake? Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, Almost left the podcast, guys. Now, just what? What else? Two more celebrities, really quickly. What? Um, what's the guy from Jurassic Park that everyone loves? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Um, no, Pratt. not that Jurassic Park. Se- oh, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, totally. And then you know what? Maybe Chris Pratt. Not anymore, though. I don't know. Maybe Chris Pratt, like. I- 10 years ago i think chris pratt like uh is a little full of himself lately yeah i mean i haven't talked to him about it but that's just the feeling i get i agree and 
I don't know. I think that I bet Nick Offerman would be really approachable. Which one's who's Nick Offerman? Ron Swanson. Yeah, Ron Swanson from the. Oh yeah, Parkinson and his Rock. wife, right? Who's Megan Mullally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, we've got six there, so I think we can move. So on. There's a bunch of people that aren't Brendan Fraser. Yep. Um, but I really don't feel like any of them, even though I feel like they're accessible, are as accessible as Brendan Fraser. I Brendan agree. accessible Fraser is what we. There will are be. worse things to be. Yeah. Uh, but before we go into the depth of the Brendan universe, how do we put that together? How do we put what together? Brendan verse. Uh, Fra- I like Fraser verse. Fraser verse. Fraser verse. Yeah. Before we get into the Fraser verse, let's do an icebreaker. Okay. Usually, usually I only have two icebreakers, but you know this is the first time we have reviewed a person, and. And I think that we might need a little bit more juice yeah, to get flowing. So uh, my wife, Angela, gave me a good one. So I got, I got three icebreakers for us today. First one. Th- this is based on two of his movies. You can either communicate with animals, but not great with humans, a la George of the Jungle. Or all of the books you read come to life. Which is the premise of Inkheart. Now, I want you to really unpack this because depending on what you read, this could be very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot of slash fiction, uh, which is like, you know, things where people write fan fiction of people making love to other, uh, you know, characters. Um, yep. And while it's fun to read, I don't know that I would want that to come to life. Definitely not. It would make Disney World and Disneyland a dangerous place to go. It's true. How bad are you with people in this scenario? Um, well, I would say that you're like socially very inept. I would probably so you're you know, you're a you're a coder. You're an engineer. Sure. I would say probably the most extreme of the social awkwardness you've, oh, that's pretty bad. you've run into in your workplace. That's pretty bad. But you can talk to animals. Yes. It's a real Sophie's Choice. Now, a film that Brendan Fraser was not in. Yeah. But, uh, Sophie uh, was a gorilla in George of the Jungle, actually. So. Is that true? No. Okay. So you don't really get a sense for olfactory senses or anything with your nose in movies, but... If you have trouble communicating with humans and you can communicate with animals, do you still smell like socks, like most people that can't communicate with humans? I think so, yeah. Okay. What? You don't notice that? I don't know what you're talking that, about. That like, foot smell that a lot of social, socially awkward people have. Oh, I, when you said smell like socks, I thought about like freshly laundered socks. Ooh. Oh, I should have I clarified. Okay, Amos. so like feet. We just got a new washer and dryer, and I have to say, freshly... Um, since we haven't watched clothes in three weeks since our last one broke, um, clean clothes, big fan, good smell. So we don't need to review that. We've already covered it. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, look, my answer is the book thing because a, it's a good, um, good reason for me to listen to books on tape. Oh, we didn't, I see it. You didn't clarify that. that No, I think, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I don't think it's books on tape that like get him. It's just what he reads. It's kind of like if the never-ending story was every book, I think, is what this movie was about. I'm going to go there because the idea of, like, even though communicating animals would be great, you wouldn't really know how 
to talk to other people, and that's dangerous. And just because you... Unless you're Jane Goodall, yeah, and you just move to the jungle, that'd be all right. But even if you could, you could communicate to animals... Could they communicate Exactly. Back? How good are I they think, at communicating? I think so. I think communication is two ways. Hmm. So can you stop them from killing you? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as you're good at, you know, give them good reasons and supporting. Okay. I think I'm going to go with that because I feel like, you know, a lot of crazy shit happens in a lot of books. And mm-hmm. I don't want that to. And you don't want to have to stop reading. No. I have kind of a meta answer to this, too, though. I really only read nonfiction. Oh. So there it's you go. already true. <laughs> well, it's it's true from, you know, history is written by the people who write it or what was that? I'm name? talking about like manuals. What is Most of the stuff I read are like how to do this properly. <laughs> wow. If manuals actually were all true, every product you worked with would just like function no problem. That's true. Wow. That sounds way less dangerous than and what I'm And fantastic. Imagining. Because like, it's like, let me handle this manual reading. I'll just read this and all of a sudden I can use everything just as well as the manual says it should right. work. Uh, that's a very good point. That would be like a superpower almost. It would be. Manual man? Yeah. <laughs> I definitely read that comment. Manual man, manual man. All right, I think that's good. All right, guys. So these two are, are similar. This is my take on this question, this, and the next one's my wife's take on this question. Would you rather have plastic surgery to look like Brendan Fraser and you live forever? Or every time you're intimate with your partner, a picture of Brendan Fraser pops in your head? Um, so, okay, so in the first scenario, I'm still me, but I got it into my head that I have to look like Brendan Fraser. More than you got it into your head. You, you've, somehow you had the means. Yeah, so I've done it. And you've done it, and you look. Just like him. Yeah. So I also I'll, got like four or five inches taller. Uh, well, no, I think that He's like. He's pretty tall. I think this is plastic surgery, not magic. Okay. Well, yeah, they there's a little bit. I mean, I'm also living forever. There's a little bit of magic here. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I think scientific advancement is <laughs> what it actually is. But. It turns out that if you go to a plastic surgeon, you try your best to look like Brendan Fraser, the magic happens and you live forever. <laughs> yeah. That's the magic. And what was the other. Scenario? Every time you're intimate with your partner, a picture of Brendan Fraser pops in your head. And by intimate, I don't mean, you know, just sex. I mean, you guys are snuggling, kissing. So do I want to live forever? Sure. Uh, I don't know. Sounds exhausting. It does. Um, I'll probably go with Brendan Fraser pops up in my head. Okay. I think it's tough for me because... Um, you know, there are definitely worse people to look like for eternity than Britton Fraser. I mean, I feel like he's a handsome fellow. Yeah. And um, he's got a good kind of all-around look to him. He, but, lo- he just looks like a very warm person. Doesn't he kind of look like a younger, fatter Tom Hanks? Uh, no, I don't think Yeah, so. I don't, don't see that so? either. Not for some reason, he's I got. Don't. I mean, the thing I noticed the most is he's got really big eyes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Tom Hanks doesn't. Have- yeah. He's got a very expressive face. So it, I like it, this. I like the idea of sorry to cut you off, but someone you know tunes in or whatever to this podcast for the first time. Oh, it's just a bunch of dudes talking about what Brendan Fraser looks like. Well, I you, like it. 
But, you know, I mean, but that's something to consider, though, because, you know, if you're Brendan Fraser for eternity and you have a really expressive face, you may never be able to fool anyone. Yeah. Because they might be able to read you really well. Um, the the idea of him popping into my head during lovemaking, um, you know, I have to admit, sometimes uh, I'm a little too in my head already during lovemaking, you know, um, insecurities, things like that. Uh, that's definitely not something I need to add. What if he popped up and he was like, you're doing good. Yeah, maybe if he diffused the whole... He's like, you know what? You don't thing. need to think about that because you're doing a really good job. You know, I think if Brendan Fraser was kind of my spirit guide uh, and was like, buddy, you're doing great. You know, remember, you're making love with your body, not just your mind, and let's just feel more of this. Then actually, I think that would help. Yeah. I really wish I could do a Brendan Fraser impression. I don't think I can. Well, maybe at one point in the podcast, I'll turn on just him talking, and then just we'll, try. We'll just see how close you. He can has get. an interesting voice. He does. I'm going to go with Brendan Fraser forever because, sure, right now everyone's going to say you look like Brendan Fraser, but 200 years from now, that's not going to happen. Why aren't you dead? And I'm going to still be here. Yeah. And you know what? Like, it's going to be weird with the family. Um, that's going to suck. But, Your great grandchildren are deceased. Well, no, I'm just going to move on, and you know, pretend you'll be like dead. a Highlander or a vampire. Or yeah. Oh, there can be only one. I have to kill all of the other oh. Brendan Frasers. <laughs> Unless you could, um... I don't want to die. Is what I'm getting at. So if I, if there's any way I can get to that point in which I'm not dying, I'm probably going to take that. I mean, technically, you went to a plastic surgeon for this, so maybe you could just get your surgeon. To perform the same procedure on your family. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and you all look like Brendan Fraser and li- live forever. Violet, it's... Uh, that it's sitcom your, writes itself. It's your choice. You're now 40. You're wondering why I have an age and I look like Brendan Fraser. Well, now you know. <laughs> you have the choice. Now it's your turn. The family secret is now yours. Welcome to the Fraserverse. <laughs> all right. So this one comes from my wife. Would you rather look like Brendan Fraser, but you don't see the resemblance, <laughs> or think you look like Brendan Fraser, but you actually don't at all? <laughs> Either way, I think we're touching on a big issue here, body dysmorphia. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess which is more annoying, though? Well, can I not see the resemblance? Uh, let's see. I think I look like him, but I don't. And in fact, I look like uh, like Robert Redford. No, you look like you. Like- <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'd rather be Brendan Fraser then. And not you would it. rather everyone come up to you and be like, you know who you look exactly like, and you just don't just see get, it? I just go, I know, I've heard it before. <laughs> you could deal with that, no problem? I think sure, it, why not? I- I think it would be just like any other time someone says that, and you're like, let me just stop you there. See, the, the only one I've gotten more than once is like Jim Belushi. That's hmm. no good. No. I mean, mine is way worse. Okay, look, the guy from Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, I get that. I used to get Jack Osborne when I was in college, and then I still get today. Is like, uh, so I used to get. You look like a skinny Bing Rames, Drew um, Robertson. No. <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I Fucked didn't mean up. anything like that. <laughs> Definitely not true there. Uh, the Price is Right. Uh, Drew Carey. Uh, you, uh, hey, you look like a skinny Drew Carey when he was on the Drew Carey show. And now they say, hey, you look like Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he did lose a lot of weight. He did. Um, and it's just like Drew Carey's not someone you want to look like. I think also I kind of look like Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I that think, was that oh, was well, a joke, right? Yes. Okay. No, I think he actually is in the the second camp. He, yeah. <laughs> he really does think he looks like Brendan Fraser, but he's way off. I get I got Paul Giamatti once, and I wanted to like punch someone in the face. That's I don't. That's get yeah. That that's kind of mean. I mean, I don't think I one. I don't think I look anything like him, and two, like uh, yeah. I mean. Even Paul Giamatti doesn't want to hear. He looks like Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Um, I get Brian Posehn a lot, which, oh, okay. like, as a comic is like, yeah, you just mean another comedian with a beard and glasses. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, you don't want someone to, s- I mean, Brian Posehn is very funny, but you don't want someone to say that you look like him necessarily. Right. Exactly. We're getting uh, mean. Our, no, not, I mean, it's not, not that these people are getting No, it's just like you think about people you want to say that you look like. Sure. I'd much rather be George Clooney than. Well, even saying. like, like, just you know, don't say it unless it's like yeah. a uh, like absolutely a compliment. Or you can come up and be like, "Oh, this is so weird," but I wanted to show you a picture of my brother, and you look exactly like right. him. Like that's okay, that's fine, that's weird, but at least it's not like someone I every time I see moving forward and be like, "Someone fucking said I look like this person." They're like, "Hey, uh, you know Grimace from the McDonald's <laughs> commercials?" And you're like, "No, no, no, no." I've actually done that a few times about like telling a stranger. You look a lot like my brother because for some reason, my youngest brother is like an archetype, and I see people who look like him all over the place. I don't know. What, what if he? You find out this whole time he's just been dressing up like other people to check on you. That'd be strange. Yeah, really I think weird. that'd be like a fun friend pickup line. What? You look like my brother, but I'm an only child. <laughs> That won't work. Okay. Friend pickup line. I've never considered the concept. Well, I mean, I, I'm basically married. I've been in a wonderful relationship for many years. So, like, I only pick up friends at this point. Sure. So. Uh, they say that the hardest thing to get, there's two things are really hard to get. A job in your 60s and friends in your 30s. It seems that way. Like, you can make, you like, you make friends for the first 20 years or whatever. And I think it, everybody's just done with that shit. And once you're in your thirties, like you're like, well, I could, like, well, I don't know, I'm done. So yeah. do you, you know, yeah. Totally. But I also think it's like because in your thirties you're less willing to put the effort in right. to like just being lazy. Yeah. Or like you're or less willing kids. to like put up with stupid bullshit of people, and you're like that. Right. That was dumb. I'm not into that. I already have four friends with that same flakiness. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the way you didn't punctuate in your text. <laughs> All right, I think that uh, I think we're warmed up. What do you guys think? Oh yeah, definitely warm. Are you into reviewing and ranking Brendan Fraser? I mean, we're and we're talking about his output, right? I mean, so let's get into that. Yeah. At the end of every podcast, we ask, "What should we review?" Someone said Brendan Fraser, so it, it's up to us to figure out how to do that. I think it's important to review his works and review any positive output he may have had on society. And I think that that's the way we should look at all single people, not single, well, you know, like individual <laughs> people that we review and put on this list. It should be based on their contributions to, or lack, lack thereof to <laughs> society. Their, yeah, their, their subjective artistic merits. Yeah. And what then, if it's just some random person? <laughs> well, that, I don't think we can. If someone's like, review my cousin, be like, no. I mean, we don't. Try to make it work. We're not going to. It's not going to happen. Unless they're related to Brendan Fraser. 
Yeah. Uh, and then we can we're going to have to ask trade. that important question. If, if someone says, I want you to review this person, we're going to have to do like uh, three, four degrees of Kevin Bacon, figure out who he's closest to review that person and in proxy. That's what they are. <laughs> um, so let's, content. let's start a little bit about Brendan James Fraser. I want to talk a little bit about his upbringing. Okay. Just what I found out from Wikipedia. And the only reason I want to bring it up is I found out his parents are Canadian. Oh. So he is a first generation Canadian American. The um, easiest immigrant. Yeah, well he didn't I guess he was born here. So what does that make you first generation or does that make you I think so. Yeah, he's is a first generation is? American. So what is if I moved here, I'm not a first generation, I'm an immigrant. Right. Right. So yeah. Um what else? What hardships in Canada were they escaping? <laughs> Um. Well, other than the cold, they were coal miners. They didn't have enough toonies. <laughs> they had lots of loonies. Uh, th- actually, back then they probably didn't have either. There was still paper money. Oh, back when they had some cents. Uh. Well, no, they 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 had. Oh cents God, there that too. pun was <laughs> miserable. I didn't mean to do that. Stumbled the hell into that one. They probably came here for health care. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Um, who was prime minister then? They, uh, the the oppressive Kretchen, prime minister Kretchen. Kretchen? Um, How is it spelled? It's like Kretchen or something like that. I don't know. Huh. Kretchen. Okay. I don't know. Um, I'm, you know, not French. Uh, ba ba Do they elect a lot of uh, uh, Quebecers? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Quebecois. Is that what Justin Trudeau is? I mean, the name is French, but I don't know if he's a. Uh, I don't know if he's a. I would think they'd have a hard time getting elected to national office. No, I mean it really matters like where your party aligns more than anything. It doesn't. There's not like a. It's more of like a funny those damn French people than it is like a real big thing in Canada. Yeah, Canada, unless you're one of them. Canada does not. It's hate, a very serious thing. Yeah, Canada does not hate the French Canadians. The French hate the French Canadians. Yeah. Uh, Canadians um, are more annoyed by Americans than French Canadians are by Americans as well. Isn't that interesting? I'm sorry. You what you say? Like uh, French Canadians love American tourists. It's like a thing. Yeah. Like whenever I go there, I have to pretend I'm American because they I would just, rather you be American. Yeah, I wear a that. bolo tie. Oh my God. I ha- I have you know baggy pants. No, I don't know. And then he says sorry, and they're like, "You're one of us. <laughs> ah, we knew ah. it." <laughs> You're not one of them. You're one of the other them. So he, you know, he went to a bunch of um, art schools and was going to like wasn't going to do the Hollywood thing, but stopped by in California and got on his way to Peru. On his way, he had a layover. I think he was going to get his master's in a school in Texas or something like that. Okay, and it was like hey i'm gonna hang out in hollywood just for a month or whatever and then got a role on america's most wanted <laughs> which is what as the- a friend of a murder victim rodney mark peterson wait a second okay so his friend was actually murdered no this is the that's the he played a friend that's of not a how murder role yes yeah, <laughs> well i know i was confused by this whole thing what's the show america's most wanted you're thinking cops you're like he got a, a walk-on role on well, cops yeah i was <laughs> no america's most wanted they like act they out. fictionalize it. yeah yeah they act okay out. they dramatize it I mean. yeah okay um did not know that let's see when was he born uh 1960 1968 okay hmm. that was a big year in politics a lot of dead people. Yeah, a lot of a lot of horrible assassinations, lots of turmoil. But then 
We got Brendan Fraser. So. And then out of the ashes rose the phoenix that is Brendan Fraser. That's why there's so much hope in him. Mm-hmm. America's Most Wanted. I mean, that's got to be an interesting breakout role. Is that really his breakout role? No, his breakout role is Encino Man. Right. I want to go through his like works in a second. I just kind of want to like talk a little bit about this. Can I mean, do you think there are actors' jobs that only do reenactments? I mean, I think that would be a good start for for any career. You know, um, reenacting. You know it's funny because like if you look at like law and order and stuff, those aren't necessarily reenactments, but um, most of the people, if you look back at those episodes that are the dead people are the people you see in every movie now, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or every TV show. So it makes sense. Like in these reenactments, like that could also be a stepping stone. Are there actors? uh, There must be actors out there who don't actually want to make it big, but somehow stumbled into like small roles and they're like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it big. I just want to like, you know, this is how I make my money. I just, I'm in small roles and, and I reenact stuff and I'm in PBS shows and I'm part of the history channel. Like I played Hitler a few times. Although it's funny. Like, I wonder um, if you start to recognize these people, if it becomes less viable. Oh yeah. You know, like if you're like, uh, no, that is not Sirhan Sirhan. Because you played Napoleon. <laughs> exactly. Like two episodes ago. Yeah. That's that's gonna be interesting. Weird. I mean, have to be worse jobs, right? Oh, absolutely. Chili and donuts always. That's what I've learned from. If you're an if you're an actor, they have like that table that has really unhealthy food on it. Oh, I thought you said Chilean donuts. As did uh, I. I oh no, <laughs> I said chili. They have chili donuts. What are the other things they probably have? Chips, like old sandwiches. I don't know. I've never been an extra on a TV show. Um, craft service, craft table. I've only crafty if you're in the biz and uh, lots of pizza. Let's go get some crafties. I think, I think, yeah, I think it depends on the production, but um, yeah, lots of lots of junk food. I think big stars probably have their own lunch. Oh, yeah, they delivered, you know, so the crafty, yeah, so like, but yeah, probably like there might be one salad type option, but for the most part, it's like um, energy bars. Donuts, probably some bagels. I've been to a few mu- music video sets in Wilmington, and that's what the crafty table, the craft table, the whatever table, it was yeah. just real crappy food. It was great. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh, he was inducted into the Canadian Walk of Fame for his role on America's Most Wanted. Um, Do you think he's like the first and last star? Yes. No, it's actually, that's a good. All Why don't you guys rush. guys think about like famous Canadian um, actors? Who do you think? And it's not just uh, not just actors. So it's musicians. So Neil Young. Yep. Getty Lee. Yep. Yeah, maybe Neil Pert. Like maybe all of Rush. Yeah, I would think everyone in Rush. I feel bad. It's like Getty Lee, Neil Pert, and the other guy in Alex Lifeson. Okay. But- there. So these are the yeah. these, these are the ones Point that taken. are at the top. These are the ones that the, when you go to their page, these are the names that make you scroll through the rest of the list. Martin Short, Brian Adams, oh, Pamela Anderson. Oh, uh, that's surprising. Dan Aykroyd, the band. Oh yeah, they're almost all Canadian. I always forget that. Michael Bublé. 
did not know he was Canadian. Wait, does yeah. it just say the band? Like just does Levon Helm have a No, nah, just says the band. I don't know. Cuz he ain't Canadian. Um maybe they consider it a Canadian band. You know, I will tell you one thing about being Canadian is that if there's like one member of your band that's Canadian, your band is Canadian. Like that's it. Good to know. So uh River City Ransom was a Canadian band. My old band. Yep. Yeah. Still waiting for the induct to the induction, induction? letter. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> induction is more like a, like <laughs> an electrical process, right? Like <laughs> uh, it's something called Crazy Canucks. I've been. In- <laughs> Let's see what uh, this okay. is. Year of induction, 2016. Oh, it must be a sports thing. The 70s and 80s. I guess they're just wait. Wait, they inducted the decades, the 70s yeah. and 80s into like, the Canadian Hall of Fame. You know what, the 70s and 80s, those are Canadian, Canadian decades. decades. Yeah. Um, so, so Brendan Fraser has a star here, but he himself is not Canadian? Correct. Okay. See, that's really interesting. Yeah. I would, it's kind of like getting a... Uh, if, it's kinda, if you can get a Canadian passport, you can be put on... The Canadian Walk of Fame. He probably, I bet, I bet at some point he got dual citizenship since both of his parents were Canadian. Yeah, so that makes sense. It's. Um, I need to get my kids. Phil Hartman. Sorry, I need to get my children. Phil Hartman. Okay, uh, but he's on do that. along with Corey Hart, which I feel like comes up on our podcast more than it, he should. Corey Hart. Yeah, I don't even know who that is. I wear my sunglasses at night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I do sometimes because they're prescription and I lose my regular daytime glasses, which... You're like, I promise I'm not just being an asshole. Well, coincidentally, that's how Roy Orbison started. Oh. He lost his normal glasses and had to perform with his prescription sunglasses. I found this out after I had to do a similar thing. And that just became a signature look. He also has a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Not true. Not I, true. Don't, I don't know. I don't know where. He's How from. many of the kids in the hall are on there? It's funny you said that. I scrolled down. It said kids in the hall. So I guess all of them. Yes. Uh, which Brennan Fraser was in? Seriously? What? Seriously, huh? Brennan Fraser was in Kids in the Hall. He had a cameo in it. Huh. Oh, okay. So he uh, wasn't a member. No. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I walked to work the other day. I wa- so I walked to work every day. Brad. Good for you. <laughs> um, I sold my car. Oh, really? I sold my car so that I would force myself to walk to work every day. Um, and I am. But I I walk in with my prescription sunglasses. And I usually have my sunglasses in my bag. Get there. Forgot my glasses home. So the whole day, I'm on my computer with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's totally happened to me. <laughs> Pulling I a Richard like, Belcher. so cool here. Yeah, it's like if you're younger, maybe like people are like... That guy thinks he's cool. Maybe he is, but yeah, like eventually they're just like, "What's up with that dude?" Yep. They think maybe you got. Of course, sometimes they might think uh, you're covering up for that bar brawl you got in. That you don't want people mm-hmm. to see that shiner. But yep. I don't know about you guys, but I wear those giant sunglasses. Yeah, I wear the ones that you put over glasses that you see at like the drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I wonder the, what sunglasses Brendan Fraser wears. Whatever the fuck he wants. Blue blockers. Oh, definitely the blue blockers. Uh, so let's let's talk about his movies. All right. Because I mean, there's really nothing else more. That's what he does. Yeah, I mean, that's what he does, right? So I mean, that's I, what got him on the Hall of Fame. What I want to do is, before I go on the list of his movies, let's, let's talk about 
the movies that we identify him with? Like when you think Brendan Fraser, what are the movies that pop into your head? Airheads. Airheads for sure. Airheads for sure. Encino Man. Okay. So which which guy was he in Airheads? I forget. Who was in Airheads? Adam Sandler. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi and Brendan Fraser. And Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. And Michael Kramer was also in it. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. What was it about? It was wait, about like, wait. I just called him Michael Kramer. You know what I meant. Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, Michael Kramer. Richards. Oh, that's uh, right. Kramer wasn't in that. Yeah. Michael he was the guy who was stuck in the... Uh, wasn't he stuck in a crawl space? The yes. Whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he's like he's like trying to get out, right? He's the exec trying to get out. I think he's like an accountant. He's like a low level guy, and then he becomes the point of contact for the police. So basically, a band wants to get their music played on the radio, mm. but they're going through all the normal channels, it's and it's not, not happening. So they decide to take over the radio station, and I can't remember if they do it with like fake guns. Yeah, they're water guns. Yeah. Do they dress up like janitors to get in? Why don't? Uh, yeah, that? I think that's what happens. Yeah, I think that's they right. do, but I think it might just be coveralls because a good right. portion yeah. of them is still like in like this is like grunge era, so a good portion of them is still in like knit hats and flannel shirts and t shirts and ripped okay. jeans. They all have long hair, and so the whole idea is that they break in just to get their tape on the radio, but it goes awry. They break in to try to break out. Was that like the? It should be the tagline, but I don't think so. I think I, I can find it, but Brendan Fraser sings their song that was written by Adam Sandler. So let me see if I can find it. I did uh, not know that. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, Adam Sandler is such a prolific songwriter. Let's see. That's not it. Uh, is prolific it? is a good thing to call an artist if the quality of their work is maybe not right. the most credible. Unless they also don't make much of it. <laughs> it's just like, well, you <laughs> try. We then it wouldn't work. No. <laughs> What's the name of the band? The Lone Rangers. That's right. That's right. Degenerate is what this is called. They, they definitely have captured the, like, up-tempo Pearl Jam grunge thing. Oh, until they do pick screen. Yeah, that was not it. This is a little more Skid Row. Yeah, this is definitely Skid Row. Yeah, there's a lot of solo in here. So they really don't understand because they were kind of dressed more grunge than. Well, I think they? I think that point in time, like 1991, you know, those things were a little more fluid. This is him, I'm pretty sure. I and mean, he sounds oh, just like is. sounds like Axl Rose. <laughs> I mean, a bad version. Yeah, yeah. As long as he can do his I remember girl. that line. Is that what he said? After hearing that, yeah. Jesus. Wait a minute. He got wasted eating lewds. He's a teenager, and best of all, getting high, proving that he's cool. It sounds like he's doing a Jello the Opera impression <laughs> and an Axl Rose Johnny hates to think that he's ignorant. He's a mindless and brainwashed bitch. Ring a bell, and he starts to drool. Uh, I do remember the chorus. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember the chorus. Maybe they wouldn't want to play it on the radio because of how shitty the lyrics are. (laughs) Yeah. Although, you know, 
This I mean, is, there were a lot of hair metal bands at that time, and a lot of their music was about on this level. The le- like, the next lyrics to this are like the, I mean, the epitome of nonsense, but it's perfect for like this type of music. <laughs> it's he's got PCP in his veins. He's gonna put a bullet in his brain. Addicted to the TV. All right. Pretty sure you smoke PCP. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, yeah, you definitely don't inject PCB. <laughs> I guess it gets into your veins eventually. Yeah, I mean... Through the lungs. <laughs> this is Adam Sandler's best We've role. now thought more about it than I'm sure he did. And we're sure Adam Sandler wrote this. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> TV! <laughs> All right, pretty bad. Degenerated uh, by the lone. You're right, though. Like, what is it? Horseman? Rangers. The Rangers. Lone... <laughs> so it starts off like he is. Uh, he's doing an Axl Rose, and it definitely turns into a Jello Biafra. Like it's somewhere between those. Like yeah. the way he's pronouncing stuff. Well, Either way, it's like a uh, way some, better movie. Than some song. director was like, "All right, Brendan, rock and roll voice." Yeah. <laughs> Just do. Now, Adam Sandler do. was like. You need to, you have, have to pronounce the like this. Actually, he probably tried to sing it at first, and that's what it yeah. sounded like. And they were like, oh, He's man. A PCP in his face. <laughs> Glad we didn't see that movie. Either that or he did the, like, all right, I'm going to do it this way. Like, you can yeah. cut that part out. That was a terrible impression of a... I don't think my Adam Sandler was any better. It was. What's your Adam Sandler, Amos? I'm not doing that. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that, and you won't. We both try. All right, give us your Steve Buscemi. I don't think I can do that either. <laughs> I mean, it's got a fairly normal voice. Not um, really. No. I mean, I, I mean, his- you have to imitate at least one person in that cast before we move <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. Adam Sandler would definitely be the easiest. Uh, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Um, so, so right. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was on. totally a joke. Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> Blake made this. He looked horrified. I looked horrified because I did the noise that came. Oh out of yeah, the, it's uh, it's a little creaky. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, this is that we're talking about Amos's knee. He's been having some problems lately, <laughs> and he moved it, and it just started creaking like really loudly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that didn't sound like a knee. That sounded like a dying mule. That kind of sounded like your Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Um, it's a little better. Anyway, right, I'll put some WD forty on it later. Your knee. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um. So the other thing that he's known for, and his breakout movie was Encino Man, which is weird. I'm looking at IMDb. It only got a five point seven. I haven't watched it recently, but I have very positive memories of this film. Oh, me too. And you know what? I I must admit, I also looked at the IMDb, and um, his character shows up in several Paulie Shore movies, like as a cameo. Yeah. After that. I guess him and Polly were close or something. He was in um, the what, that Polly Shore movie where he goes back to the farm. Son-in-law. Son-in-law, yeah. yeah. Where he pretends to be in love and then falls in love. Right, right and I think it, I think he appears in like Biodome. There mm-hmm. were at least, and maybe even in the army Who now. Who was the other guy in Biodome? 
It was a Baldwin. Yeah, it was Stephen Baldwin. It was? Do you know, for some reason, I thought it was, um, what's the guy played Naked Congos? Um, Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I thought it was Pauly Shore and Matthew McConaughey. I'd watch that. <laughs> it was Stephen Baldwin, you know, the one who's having a, a moment lately because his daughter is the one that just got engaged to Justin Bieber. I didn't know that. Didn't know any of that. Yeah. Uh, also, Canadian. Oh, yeah, that's true. I uh, think he got exiled to Canada. Or am I just making that up? Wait, I really what? think that he did. He got kicked out of the United States, didn't he? Who did? Justin Bieber. For, for, for like drugs or something, right? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just making that up. For some reason, I thought it was true. I hope you're not besmir- besmirching the Biebs um, over there. Besmirchingthebeebs.com. <laughs> um, Bees bes- besmirker. Um, so Encino Man, about a... Caveman. A caveman who was frozen in a pool? Or like they're digging for a pool? They're, so they really want a pool. Like I don't remember who the other friend is uh, that wheezes the juice. Mm-hmm. Um. But they really want a pool so bad that they tried to dig their own pool. And was it to skate in or to swim in? It was to swim in. Okay. I think it was because it was a hot California summer. And they were like, let's... <laughs> Sean Astin. Right? Sean Astin? Yeah, he was the other guy. Oh, okay. Wait, also known as Samwise Ganges? No, that's... um. He was in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, that is him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also in The go. Goonies. Yeah. Yep. That's right. actually the only two movies that are listed on his IMDb. <laughs> Not oh, Rudy? Wait, no. Benicula. He's been Oh, yeah, that stuff. one. Duh. <laughs> Is that about a Dracula rabbit? Yeah. Wow. Um, did you ever see the first Thor? Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. The first Thor movie reminded me of Encino Man because they both have the same scene where they go into the grocery store and, like, they're eating everything and just surprised by, like, the bounty of food everywhere. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That is, a, that is a parallel that I didn't immediately see. Good eye. I just went there for That's some That's kind of weird because wouldn't Asgard have lots of... You'd think so. You know, food? It's not like they're starving. No, definitely not. But I mean, I've never I've never walked into an Asgardian market. So. That's true. I feel like the they only... They show them. Mm-mm. Probably the only food they have on Asgard is like a paleo diet. Because oh, they, yeah. they all look like that's what they're into. Or they just, that's just, you know, they have really good genes. They can just burn through carbs, no problem. Could be. Yeah, they are all gods. Yeah. So, or it's something. Yep. Well, and in, in the, it's actually a race. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. But, uh. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, not an Asgardian. No, but he could, could be. be. Easily. Yeah. And then with this renaissance that we're having right now, hopefully he'll be in the Marvel Universe. That we're saying oh, we're having. Great. Yeah, you know, uh, he has a TV show. I don't want to get controversial, but um, you know, James Gunn just fired from Guardians of the Galaxy three. Or when this came out, came out six months ago, James yeah. Gunn fired from. <laughs> Maybe Brendan Fraser will take the helm. Why not director? Yeah, I could see that, and maybe he'd just recast himself in every role. But why not? I'd watch it. Uh, of course, he would. It's him and Groot. Him and Encino Man and Groot have about the same vocabulary. That's true. <laughs> I am Fraser. Uh, so Encino Man, um, he's melted. I can't remember the end of it. So quickly, let's go through the plot. Uh, Pauly Shore wants to be cool. Um, or does he just like like the guy and he brings him in? Who's the main? The main guy isn't Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore is kind of the cool guy. In it. Right. And his friend that who's was in Lord of the Rings. Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Sean Astin's guy wants to be cool, right? Now, isn't it weird that they had to pick their classes in high school? Did you pick your classes in high school? Uh, some of them, like yeah. the electives. Yeah. 
it felt it felt very collegey when they're like in line to pick what they needed to. But okay, um, I I have a vague recollection of this movie, but I think maybe Sean Astin has a love interest, mm. and um, once Brendan is thawed, everyone thinks he's so cool that it might help build Sean Astin's confidence enough to, or his rep. Yeah, yeah. Cause, so, you know, I know a lot of like weird stuff happens. Someone thinks that there's probably a bad guy in it who's like, this guy's probably a caveman, and I need to prove it, but I can't remember. I know. What happens at the end? Does anyone remember? Do you remember? No, I can't remember much of do they thought Do they thought a cave woman at the end? I don't know. And then uh, um, it's like weird science. No, I'm serious. I think they I think they thought a cave woman at the end. Oh, that's nice. And it's like, oh, that was my wife, or like cave wife, or oh, oh, because yeah, throughout the whole thing, he kind of misses his wife, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I kind of vaguely rec, I kind of vaguely remember that. If that's not what happens, that's what should happen. Sequel time, yeah. You know, um, I'm looking, I'm just looking through his IMDb, and I know that the narrative is that he kind of, you know, fell off the face of the earth in like the early mid 2000s. He's definitely been working the whole time. He's got a lot of credits. And look, we will get in. To some of these films, I wanted to talk about all we saw the some def- deep cuts. Yeah, I watched a few deep. Me and Drew watched some deep cuts, and and I want to talk about those because he's it's not like he's not working. It's just the quality of his work questionable at best. But there has been a an internet revival group, and if you go to Reddit, there's Save the Brendan mm-hmm. um, slash R slash Save the Brendan. And th- when I went there, the highest um, voted uh, whatever what, whatever happens on Reddit, it was bumped up. What is that called? I don't know. You know what I'm post? talking about. Yeah, it was... It was um, the most popular post. Uh, Pauly Shore wants to do Encino Man 2. I mean, I think Pauly Shore would be happy to do anything right now. So, but like everyone in the Save the Brendan movement has like bumped it up. Like, yeah, Encino Man 2, why not? The Save the Brendan movement. Yeah. It would okay. make sense because they actually are man-aged now. Um, man-aged sounds like a vegan mayonnaise. <laughs> it does. For some reason, like a really expensive one. Or like the opposite of vegan. It's like a cannibal. Mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's made out of all fish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the next... Best known probably goes to the mummy stuff, right? Well, actually, there's one before that. Uh, school ties. That school was ties. Kind of, yeah. where, so I don't think I saw school ties. What was that? I didn't watch it either because it was like, in my mind when it came out, which was in the 90s. 92. 92. He was like a funny person, and that was a serious movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it. If I remember correctly, he plays like the only Jewish student in a school and is bullied because of it. Oh. Yeah, he was in a lot of like serious stuff. And he's a pretty decent actor, even though he mm. was doing slapstick kind of humor at that time. Like he was not he was definitely not bad. Right. Like I've never seen him in something that was obvious he was acting bad. I've seen him read bad scripts, but yeah. And then Airheads was ninety four. And then The Scout. Did you guys ever see The Scout? I never saw The Scout. The Scout was like a very wholesome picture. Like a, a boy who is, is an amazing pitcher is picked up by like a guy who just wants to make a buck who is like his whatever, whatever it's called, a scout, 
Yeah. Right. Ha ha ha. That's what it's called. I should have known <laughs> that. But it's about like a scout, like he's, you know, lost everything and he finds like his hope. And his hope is Brendan Fraser is like a fantastic, but kind of like sensitive boy. And he's a pitcher and it's about like their relationship. I don't remember it being great or bad. Um, man. And then the next year is the passion of darkly noon. Ah, oh, man. Let's go back to that. I want to go back to yeah. the weird ones and, and just kind of go through some of the, the positive stuff. Um, George of the jungle 97. So he's known for that. Yes. Uh, Always makes me. I immediately get that Baltimore song playing in my head. How's that go? The uh, Tarzan boy. I don't think I know. Jungle life. I'm far away from nowhere. Let's, I don't know. I, don't, do, you, do, do. I need to hear it. You know that song. No, I, I, I'm I on my own. How's it go? Like Tarzan right, wait, So what do I search boy. to get it? Baltimore Tarzan boy. Let's see. I still don't recognize this. We'll give it a second. Once the chanting comes in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's what the movie makes me think of. I like For, for a lot. second there, I thought Amos had a very different 90s experience than I did. We probably did, because you and I are close to age. How old are you? I'm, thir- well, <laughs> I'm 38 years old. So I'm 36, so yeah. yeah. He he definitely did. I'm 22. No, I'm not. 33. So the only part of the song I know is the the Tarzan part, right? Not the name or the title. Uh, that was good. Um, yeah, George of the Jungle. So those are the roles that like you th- that I think of him in. So he's in Gods and Monsters, and that was about. So that's another serious role. It was a good movie, yeah. and that's about him being like a gardener or something. I don't remember. I remember seeing it, but I don't remember much about he, it. Yeah, he's he helps a famous um, the the director. The last days of um, Frankenstein director James Whale, right? And it's about like their relationship and him being living like a total separate life than him. And it's a you know a very well regarded film. Um, which he was good in. And then there was Blast from the Past. Do y'all remember that? Oh, yes. Where, like... Christopher Walken was his dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like he's a bunker boy, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he, like, uh, he he escapes. I don't remember how it goes. I just remember the, like, plot synopsis. It's kind of like a... Um, it's kind of like if, like, uh, Fallout was upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> right? The, the like, video game Fallout? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's like, kind of upbeat, but yeah, there are. But if any. like if like the nuclear war didn't actually happen, right. they like came out and they still all had their like fun suits and stuff. But they came out of the vaults and they were like, "Oh, actually, everything's cool." Yeah, it was like a it was a, a sci fi rom com, right? Um, and then then comes the mummy, which is that's the big thing, right? And for some reason, this has a very low score, but I consider the mummy a classic. 90s film oh yeah i mean i think the whole franchise are good movies you know i think uh the third one's kind of weird because it's kung fu because it's right. got uh jet lee in it or something like that something like that wait wait the first one has kung fu what no 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 no, no, no. the third oh okay 
has Jet Li in it, and okay. it's very off base, and it doesn't feel it doesn't even really feel like the first two. Like the first two Mummy movies to me are like a recreation of Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. like that same kind of um, you know archaeology archaeological. Ugh, that's a hard one to say. Um, Almost as hard as Fraser. Fraser Archaeology. It does feel weird every time. It does. What do you got to say about The Mummy? I enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't seen it in at least 10 years, probably more than that. But uh, don't you have like good memories about sure. it? Sure. Like, yeah, it seemed like a fun it, movie. Uh, and that's what he was really good at, is that he could make what honestly could have been horrible movies good. Well, I would say, like, any of the big movies we've talked about, if I was slipping through the channels on a Sunday afternoon and landed on any one of them, I would watch them. Yeah. Which, you, I can't say that about many actors. And also, the, with The Mummy, you know, that was his first time as, like, an action hero, too. And it was it was viable. Yeah. It was. It, but it needs to be, like, a fun action hero for him to work. He and The Rock... Can do the same roles. Well, ironically, <laughs> The Rock Scorpion King role. Yep. There's a lot of overlap. Oh, wait, yeah. I, I really want to see Brendan Fraser in a Fast and Furious movie. Um, well, okay, so I think that they have roles that they can't do, but I think that there's a big overlap between The Rock and Brendan Fraser. They, yeah, they're both. They are both viable as action stars. And they are just good, expressive actors who and, can tell a yeah. joke. And yeah, com- like comedic. Mm-hmm. Um, they they make silly work, um, and it's not from them be necessarily being really silly all the time. Right. Like the, there's a lot of overlap there. Um, I heard he was actually their second choice for skyscraper. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he was supposed to do Journey to the Center of the Earth too, oh. but he couldn't for personal reasons, and The Rock did it. There you go. Very interesting. Uh, Dudley Do Right. That's a uh, his like Canadian mounty slapstick humor thing. That was like a return to his roots. Yeah, <laughs> his Canadian roots. Uh, I want to talk about Bedazzled. Oh man, so do I. Bedazzled is the weirdest movie because it it allows Brendan Fraser to play a bunch of different roles. So here's here's the plot. The plot is Brendan Fraser wants to get with a girl. And doesn't have confidence and doesn't even know what this girl wants. He makes a deal with the fucking devil. Played by Elizabeth Hurley, which what year is this? Mm, 2000. So at this point, Elizabeth Hurley, like just personal backstory to me is like the most beautiful woman in the entire world. She's very attractive. And and I think the plot of this is uh, that so he wants to get with a girl and he, who he works with who doesn't know who he is. He doesn't have much confidence, so he makes a deal with the devil, played by her, Mm -hmm. in which she says, look, you got like five or six chances to make the damn thing go, and if she doesn't like you, your soul is mine and you go to hell forever, which is probably the darkest movie Brendan Fraser has done if you don't watch his back catalog, right. which we'll get into. Like, from, from all, of like, the, the Hollywood movies he's done, I mean, this is pretty... Mm-hmm. That's, that's dark, all right? And there's a bunch of very weird scenes that don't age well. Like, he <laughs> he's a basketball... Like, almost every rom-com. Yeah, from like, he's a basketball player. And 
there's a there's like a scene in which like she's like really impressed because he's tall and he's like got huge muscles and then he changes in front of her and he has a very little penis and she <laughs>, laughs and walks away. So like everything goes wrong huh. in every one of these scenes, but the one that um that I always think of is a song that he sings to her <laughs> called the Dolphin Song, in which he in this he wishes that he's more sensitive so that she would because you know that's what girls like right of course <laughs> more in tune to his um, feminine side and then this and is I what happens about the dolphins I wrote a song about them would you like to hear it now I. I... <sighs> Mayonnaise. He's got braces. Swimming by the sandy shore, dancing up among the waves. Dolphin, dolphin, I adore everything you are. You're so much more than a fish to me, my playful friend beneath the sea. <laughs> I can't. I'm just really irritated that he called a dolphin a fish. <laughs> we'll move on from that. Brendan Fraser, you should know better. Well, they don't have dolphins in Canada, so. Uh, well, he was born in the States. That's true. That's true. You're so right. So stop, you know, stop blaming Canada. Blame uh, Canada. So I think Blame at the end Canada. of this movie, uh, he has one, like, wish left, and he wishes... No, he wishes that she just had that the girl that he wants to love just has like a happy life. Oh, and that's what breaks um, the the pact or whatever with the devil, and then he no longer has to go to hell. He doesn't get the girl he likes, but then that actress, um, what's her name? That Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley moves in next door, and that's the oh, end of wow. the movie. And it's the like, devil moves in, next but door? it's not the devil. It's a girl who looks like the. It's Elizabeth Hurley who's not the devil. Wow! And they kind of hit it off and go on a date. Oh man, that would be so awesome! Like, I man, that would be like <laughs> the win-win scenario of that movie. So you were just in a body the whole time, devil. Like you aren't actually this woman, and you're no longer in this body. Yeah, but what if like the devil always picks Elizabeth Hurley to like when he needs to go do his <laughs> business? So she just thinks that she has a mental disorder, but actually the devil jumps into her and like goes and and cons people. I mean, it would make sense. I would do just about anything Elizabeth Hurley convinced me was right. Uh, have you guys seen the picture of Brendan Fraser Fraser in IMDb? It's like this. Looks like a recent one. Yeah, it's like this angry picture of him like staring at you with arm crossed. Like it's not like everyone picks like like great headshots and stuff and his is like like judging me. He doesn't want to let us in. He doesn't. Uh Monkey Bone. I saw it. I don't remember much about it other than like He's thinking. a he's an illustrator. And he's created this character. Mm-hmm. It comes to life and hijinks ensue. So, do you remember Cool World? Yes. Yeah. It's like it's very yeah. It's very like similar. Cool World in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, Not as good, but really bad. But what I can't remember is: Does Monkey Bones come into his world, or does he enter the Monkey Bones world? He enters the Monkey Bone That's what world, I but then Monkey Bone enters his body in the real world, uh, and like oh. basically goes around and sexually assaults women. Oh yeah, it does not. Oh. It is not good. Uh, yeah. So th- this is where it starts. So he's in Crash, but everyone was in Crash. Right. right. Um, 
major ensemble. Cast. So right around 2005 is when stuff starts getting shaky. He does Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is We're going to skip okay. The Quiet American. Yeah. It's like the the good movie he's done. The Quiet American I, I is 2002. It's the highest rated. Um, it's a very good film. Never saw it. Never saw it. Did you? You're gonna have to tell me. About yeah, but it's it's been a while. It's been. But I mean, what's the main premise? I mean, is what do you uh, want to say? Other than Brandon it being Major? in Vietnam, I couldn't. Even so it's remember. like a very serious movie that he did a, a good acting. It's job. based on a Graham Greene novel. Uh, it's him and Michael Caine. It's got a good cast. I mean, it looks like something that my parents would watch and tell me to watch. So I mean, <laughs> you know. Uh, it Oscar nominee for best actor in a leading role. Um, whoever that was from this, or Michael Caine. Michael Caine was nominated in it. So I mean, yeah, it was a fantastic film I never saw. And it, <laughs> guess what he followed up with? Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Crash, and then I'm trying to think. Like apparently, the air I breathe was really good in 2007. I don't know anything about that. Me either. I liked that brief bit he had on Scrubs. Yeah, a, he had a, he had a, that was tender. <laughs> he had a Scrubs thing. He did, he had a very funny SNL. Then apparently he was in GI Joe: Rise of the Cobra, uh, and then so that you know he, Mummy the Mummy Three was in there. So I didn't realize there's so many Mummy movies. There's three. So uh, there's three, and then the spinoff if you count the Scorpion King. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Which was basically a prequel. So these are the movies that he's known for. And you know what? I think that he has a he he doesn't just play one character. You know, he he does the rom com stuff, he does the action stuff, and he does like the slapstick comedy stuff, and he does all of that very very well. Mm -hmm. I'd say he's a versatile actor. What the hell is furry vengeance? So that was going (laughs) to be one of my games. I was going to say, is this is this an adult film or is it (laughs) um, furry vengeance? Okay. Furry Vengeance, he can talk to animals, I think. Okay. No, he is a contractor trying to, like, knock down a bunch of forests. And the, uh, the, oh, I actually remember this one now. And then all of the all of the animals try to attack him. Right. They, so it's a slapstick. They band together to prevent the development. Yeah. I, I actually saw that one. I forgot that I had seen it, but now I, I know that I have. So now I want to go back and talk a little bit about movies that didn't work that he was in. Um, now the one that Drew and I saw haunting was called the passion of darkly noon. It was there's a title written and directed by, um, what is this guy's name? Philip Ridley, which is known for doing, um, I'm going to use air quotes and say thought provoking movies. But usually it's like all idea and it's just heavy handed and doesn't doesn't usually work. So like one thing about this movie that I noticed immediately is I don't know if it was made for TV or cable TV, but but it is in a square format. So it was never designed to be shown on a movie theater screen. Uh, and that was like from the first second of the film. I was like, "Oh, this aspect ratio means that they did not have high hopes for this movie." You made a very apt point when we spoke earlier about how this movie started, and I'd, I'd like you to repeat yourself. So basically, this is how many years after Encino Man? 
like maybe five, if that. Yep. This movie starts almost exactly the same way that Encino Man starts, where a person finds an unconscious Brendan Fraser, cleans him up, brings him back to life, and then tries to incorporate them into their day-to-day, you know, goings-on. There's It's shot in the middle of the woods, Amos. He wakes up. His family has been killed. He is from a religious cult. And he's real into the Bible. A half-naked Ashley Judd, whose husband has been gone for a week. He's on like a weird walkabout. Who is a mute. Wait, Ashley Judd is a mute or no, the husband? Her no. husband's a mute. And, Played by Vito Morganson. And oh. this... <laughs> And she, in every scene, is trying to show some part of her body. It's like, they make you want to think it's like 105 degrees outside. Yep. And she has to wear the tiniest sundresses in the world. And, I mean, in any other situation, you would just assume that she is trying to have sex with Brendan Fraser. Which apparently isn't true. But he is... Now having like the characters having this like do I do I do the religious stuff or do I do Ashley Judd like that's in his head the whole time what's going on and he decides to stay with her because he has nowhere else to go and she's like yeah stay here this is filmed all in the woods and he has some baggage too because he saw his parents murdered in front of him by town townspeople who don't like Christianity <laughs> they're they're specific sect. In fact, Darkly Noon is his name, and the reason why he is called Darkly is because his parents, when naming him, opened a Bible to a random part, put a pen on a word, and it was Darkly, and that's where his name came from. And he was born in Noon. So he could have been, you know. This sounds like some shit. Jesus 130. Oh, Jesus is never actually said in the Bible, though, is it? It's just always he. No? Is his name in it often? I mean, it's never said in the Old Testament. No, I'm just wondering. (laughs) Um, So, then it gets even weirder, other than you see Brendan Fraser's nutsack, which I sent you guys a picture of, and no one replied, which I didn't appreciate. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. (laughs) And then you watch Brendan Fraser masturbate to Ashley Judd. Yeah. That's weird. And then... Which luckily wasn't super gratuitous, however, like, the way they film it... His head is bobbing. He's standing up while doing this. And you see his face through like a crack in some boards. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And the way, but well, it's really just like his eye. But Ugh. the way they illustrate that he's doing it other than sound is really kind of an exaggerated up and down <laughs> movement with of his head. Ca- yeah. And it's like, how does he masturbate? <laughs> First of all, <laughs> masturbating while standing up. Is always, so, so this is a movie to skip, is what I'm hearing. No, no, I, no. I'll, this is a movie to see. This is like if you want the full Fraser, then I don't think I want the full Fraser. If it means what, this, um, but it gets weirder because then all of a sudden, like her husband comes back and he decides to start working with her husband, and like they make furniture or something. But then he starts taking walkabouts. He meets like an old woman in the woods who's got a dog and named dog named dog and she believes that ashley judd's character is a witch from like a hundred years ago who had sex with her the old lady's husband and killed her family and so she will just randomly shoot at the house 
Where does this take place? Somewhere. They never say. They never exactly. really say. It's probably Maine. And, and like... Sounds like some Maine shit. It does sound like something would happen in Maine. Are we allowed to... Curse? Spoiler alert. Oh, oh we're, yeah. we're spoiling the hell out of this movie. So it comes to find... You come to find out Vito Morgan's character is this crazy woods woman's son. Yeah. Um, Which... His name is Clay. Yeah. And, no. And then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Brennan Fraser's standing next to a pond, and a giant sparkly shoe floats by that's large enough to put a full-grown pit bull in, which you find out later, because they put a dead body of a pit bull in the shoe and catch it on fire and have a Viking's funeral. You're right. I'm completely baffled by all of this well so also too like brendan fraser clearly is falling love in love with this woman but then when when um clay's mom tells him that that and uh, there's tension because clay comes back from his walkabout and you know they're full-on haven't seen each other in a while kelly and clay so they're kissing they're you know, PDA in in front of Brendan and makes him feel uncomfortable. And then he just keeps getting more and more jealous. So he's almost at his breaking point when he meets this woman who says she's a witch. And that becomes his justification for trying to kill him to like, yeah, totally do a 180 and be like, Oh, I was tempted. How old is his character in this young? Like he's supposed to be maybe 17 or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, but at some point, he does this weird, almost kind of like self-immolation thing where he makes a body harness out of barbed wire. Yeah. He wraps himself in barbed wire. I'm he done. grabs what has... I'm, to, I'm going home. He, he, what does he grab <laughs> to kill them with? Like, what is... There's this, this giant chisel. Yes, yeah, it's a so, chisel. So, I've never seen someone attack someone else with a chisel. This but, is like a three-foot-long yeah, like, chisel. chisel. Yeah. He busts into the house while the two characters are having sex, wrapped in barbed wire, mascara around his eyes. He has wrapped himself. Yes. In, so he's just bleeding everywhere. Yeah, bleeding everywhere. This is total. For, it's like a re- the religious thing. So the thing is, is like he before he even decides to attack them, he he starts ra- wrapping himself barbed wire like a few days before that, and they kind of allude to the fact that. He may be having some sort of infection, and that may be causing him to have some sort of weird fever hallucination thing. Yeah. Because he has a vision where the woman in the woods kills herself. He goes to her trailer, and it has happened. And she had killed herself because her dog had been killed. Because when her dog died, she had nothing left to love. Yeah. And they put that dog in a giant shoe. It, yes. Yeah. And, and what's uh, the deal with the giant shoe? Well, the, the, here it get it, it. They try to describe it. Is there a giant? Well, here we'll no. get to it. All right. So he, uh, they, Brendan Fraser, um, mad with love and possibly dementia, yeah. busts into the house, um, tries to kill them when they're making love. House catches on fire. The house catches on fire because. Somehow, Brendan Fraser manages to hit every single 
poorly wired electrical outlet or a cable with in chisel. the house yeah. with his chisel. And as he does, sparks explode yeah. and fly everywhere. Which is justified throughout the whole movie with um, Ashley Judd's character saying, this this house has been put together very poorly. <laughs> right. There's a lot of foreshadowing yeah. to like, the house will be destroyed. Yeah, like this is about to fall apart. Okay. How so, long is this? I'm exhausted just hearing this <laughs> yeah. synopsis of this maybe, movie. Maybe maybe 90 minutes? I don't know. Not it's quite at long. least it's at least 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like a David Cronenberg? It <laughs> feels like it could be. Ugh. Um all right. So, then Brendan Fraser dies in the house fire and it's it's a new day. It's the morning. The house has been and then out of the woods comes a magician. A child, a baby elephant, and like a a, a juggler, <laughs> right? And they come in, and this guy goes, "It looks like you guys been through some shit, and so have we. Our boat that has had our entire circus on it drowned, and we have been walking through the woods trying to find our way out. Can you help us? We also we have we have lost our giant shoe, and we just have this small replica that my boy here is holding that he has cherished. It is the most important thing to him in his life. So there's a child in a sequined tasseled shirt holding a glittery boot. That this is, a replica. is the end of the movie, and he yeah. he this boy passes this glittery shoe to Ashley Judd and then they walk into the forest and it's the end of the movie. It's pretty amazing because also too they touch on this this uh kind of philosophy, a woods philosophy uh, a couple times and it's philosophy. What it is is that to Brendan Fraser hears this phrase and so does the circus guy and the phrase is that once you walk far enough into the woods, you're no longer walking into the woods. You're walking out of the woods. But Ashley Judd insists, no, the woods can go on forever. And this becomes kind of a metaphor for the movie that also seems to go on forever. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, I've actually felt like, um, when I was watching the movie, that I was watching it in reverse, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it made no sense. Right, I was like, "Wait a minute, how did the what is this memento? The shoe? So, still no clue what part this giant floating shoe had to hit to this magic barge. Yeah, like it makes no sense. Like we never see the ship; we just see, the, see shoe. the shoe. Yeah, in which they do a Viking funeral for a large pit bull. In um, just the the synopsis of this movie alone is making me rank brendan fraser a little bit lower than i would have otherwise i will say this though <laughs> kind of touching on what blake said before like he is not a bad actor he still acted the shit out of this role it, yeah i mean at no point well, i have to punish someone yeah i <laughs> know uh, i agree punish the director who also wrote this one um who's yeah. the director what was his I does it matter it was a ridley it's something ridley Paul Ridley. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. So that was a bad one. Um, quickly, there was another bad one I couldn't finish where a, a G, it hair, it was called like hair brain or something. So no one watched the the dawning or the twilight of the golds or whatever? Oh, no. I guess we have to mention that. I'm just going to read the synopsis for Twilight of the Golds. And I'm gonna terrible titles. Yeah, I'm gonna assume that no one should ever watch this again. 
When Suzanne Stein has a genetic analysis done on her unborn child, she discovers that although she has a healthy baby, the child will most likely be born gay, like her brother David, played by Brendan Fraser. She must decide whether to keep the child or to have an abortion. Her family enters a crisis about love and acceptance as she makes this dif- difficult choice. Yeah, that is awful. Yeah, that I, I, I am very glad that that movie would probably not be made right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure Brendan Fraser was fine in it, though. But, you know, no one watched that. It's got a pretty high rating, though, at 6.8 on IMDb. Huh. But I don't trust IMDb or the people that rate it Mm-mm. because who knows who's like, oh, yeah, that's. And since we haven't seen it, we don't know what her choice is. Yeah, there's there's nothing. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, other movies worth mentioning. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. that the So the one I stopped about 15 minutes in, Brendan Fraser is 43 and decides to go back to college and a genius 13-year-old goes to college, and it's like a buddy, old guy, young guy thing. So I almost watched this one because you described it to me, but I had to choose between, you know, uh, Darkly Noon or this one. I think you made the right choice because I watched about 15 minutes into this. Brendan Fraser was having sex with someone while the 13-year-old was throwing up in another room. And then I thought to myself, what college would allow a 43-year-old man and a 13-year-old boy to be, like, roommates? roommates? Yeah, I don't know. But it's funny because the 13-year-old kid, this came out a few years ago, but it's the it's the actor that plays the brother in Hereditary, which is my favorite movie of the summer so far. Um, and Brendan Fraser. And then there's a young woman that's in uh, the Netflix show Ozark, which is really good. I mean, it's got a really solid cast. Yeah, but acting was not good. Did you watch Extraordinary Measures? I did not. Okay. It was him and Harrison Ford. Huh. Who knows? Uh, so there were some iffy movies. Apparently, there's somewhat of a Brendan Sance going on. Mm-hmm. And I watched the first two episodes of Trust on FX in which he it's based off of the Getty family and he oh. plays like a, a Texan who does all the dirty work for the Getty family. And he's fantastic in it. Like it's a really good show. And he is the only character that breaks the fourth wall. Um, it's really, really good. I, I'll watch that. Yeah. I would suggest watching the FX. And I think that I don't really have much to say about his, his films here. There's a lot of stinkers. Uh, I think the one we just talked about, Darkly Noon, was the funniest of the stinkers. I mean, it's definitely so bizarre that it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Brendan Fraser's fun. What um, what do you got to say, Amos? I'm for it. You're for it? Yeah. I would like to talk a little bit about Brendan Fraser music. Do we have? Um, no. Other so. than his dolphin song? Let's see. Oh, someone made a very so. Someone made a song for Brendan Fraser on YouTube. Only 128 views, which Brendan Fraser replied to. 20 of which are you? He wrote a song last asking where Brendan Fraser was. I've got one question for ya. Where are you? Did he really need to make the voice? Um, this, I don't 100% auto tune. 
I've denied it, but it's true. Brendan Fraser. Awesome sister. Yeah, I'm not going to play any more of it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of these. So Brennan Fraser has like a huge internet following and a lot of, on YouTube, there's just lots and lots of videos of just pictures of him and people like, like talking about his family and, and like how much they love him. And then there are like pictures of Brennan Fraser's family everywhere, like pictures of him and his family that fans have put together and just said, I put to the, this collage together of your family because it makes me so happy. That is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> People need to get a life. There's no songs about him, but what songs are maybe, you know, like your Brendan Fraser? What's your Brendan Fraser song? Riding Dirty <laughs> by Chameleon Air. <laughs> I don't know. I just picked something. Uh, I mean, like, I would say, like, I, you know. Stairway to Heaven? Hopefully not yet. No. Um,. You know, stains. It's been a while, but just just the the sentiment that it's been a while, mm-hmm. not the rest where they're like talking about drugs and stuff. Um, uh, Mine might be "I Miss You," like the heaven miss the rain. What, what oh, yeah. is that? And I miss you. And I miss you, Brandon Fraser. Like the heaven. Wait, what are the lyrics? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But- heaven miss the rain. Something like that. Um, are you guys ready to play some Brendan Fraser games? I've been waiting for this. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. The first game is something that Amos is going to hate. The first game is let's pretend you're on a cooking show. You have to prepare me a dish based on your favorite Brendan Fraser movie. What movie and what food do you present me? Hmm. Do we want it to be like a challenge since we're on a cooking show? Yeah, or? it's a, it's got to be themed, and you have to have a reason for the food, and the, and the food has something to do with your favorite Brennan Fraser movie. So the food is Johnny's favorite uh, famous degenerate tacos. Okay, and uh, their combination of garbage and drugs <laughs> in a taco shell. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm going to give you. Okay. You're, you're probably going to lose because I can't eat it, but there's a lot of creativity there, and I appreciate you playing along. Um, I would say something like maybe like um, a three-layer airhead cake. Again, same movie. Yeah. Uh, but Probably the, is best. The three layers would have three different flavors of airheads, but um, <laughs> each would be based on the three different main characters, <laughs> right? So... Um, you know, you'd have like uh, maybe strawberry for vocals, just arbitrarily. I know, mm-hmm. it, um, but uh, chocolate for um, uh, Adam Sandler because sometimes he's kind of a shitty actor. Um, and then <laughs> maybe blueberry for Bushimi, just be you know. <laughs> but each layer, though, the outer part would be uh, would be airheads. That's good. I think that you would definitely win that. Thank you. All right, so Amos knows this. I have a lot of problem pronouncing Brendan Fraser. I have, I've, I think I've done pretty good this episode. Yeah. But I wanted to prove to you guys that it is a fucking difficult name to say. So I've put together some Brendan Fraser phrases. Oh. That I want you to look at your phone and read. Okay. So we're going to start with Amos. You're going to read these. I want you to read them one by one. 
and you know, give us some pause between them. All right, so start off. All that Brendan Fraser behavior made her taser the caterer. Mm-hmm. John Jordan Crittenden sent Brendan Fraser's blazer to the appraiser. Who is John Jordan Crittenden? Yeah, he's a he's a famous guy that rhymes with Brendan. I don't know. All right. <laughs> The show Frasier had tasers, but not lasers, said famous Wazer Brendan Fraser. Damn, you're good at this. <laughs> hey, sir, can you invite Brendan's friend in to help heal Bill Maher's tendon? <laughs> ah, I think you messed up Bill Maher a little bit, right? <laughs> did I? Damn yeah. it. No, you did very well, Amos. What was the point of this? <laughs> I'm trying to prove that they're it's They're tongue our... twisters. Yes, they're tongue twisters. It's very difficult. <laughs> could you invite Brendan's friend to help heal Bill Maher's tendon? <laughs> Yeah, I, right. I wrote these. Brendan, Brendan has this buddy who's a healer, and we've got Bill Maher over here with a fucked up tendon because he ran before stretching. Yep. All right. All right. Are you ready for me? Yep. Okay. So, feminine Brendan solved the secret of Occam's razor, exclaimed Fraser. <laughs> I'm going through a Brendan Fraser phase, said Billy Blaze. <laughs> That's a fun one to say. John Mayer cared about the bear who was razor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who was razored by Brendan Fraser. Rest in peace, dead bear. <laughs> uh, Brendan Fraser's gator named Tater ate a skater and had to be euthanized. <laughs> At least I messed you guys up on one. I missed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was my game. I thought that it would be much more difficult for you guys to. <laughs> Um, say these tongue twisters, but you're very good at speaking, so good job, guys. That's the games I've got. Well, that was fun. All right, so before we end this, we need, on a scale of one, one being... Um, Darkly Noon's gay brother who's possessed by a cartoon monkey. And ten being... Airheads. <laughs> Where do we put subjectively Brendan Fraser? And you know, rank him against whatever you want, but but you know, as an actor, as a person in movies, as a personality, where do you see Brendan Fraser on on this list? On a one to ten. Personally, I'm a fan of Brendan Fraser. Uh and just like you said, Drew, if he, if a, one of his movies were on cable on a sunday and i didn't have shit to do i totally put it on and i'd like to show most of his films to my kids i think well, some know, of them. sans maybe about half yeah. sans darkly new yeah, sans darkly new and the one we didn't talk about where he plays a saigon hooker um i think it's called journey to the end of the night <laughs> he uses the he drops the c-bomb in it and cuts a hooker's face so don't watch that one thanks yeah um but i would say like easily a seven for me, subjectively, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to family movies, he's a 10. But, you know, some other stuff has got to weigh him down. I'm going to go 7. 8? Yeah. I'm finding it hard to... Dislike Brendan Fraser. I certainly don't dislike him. He seems like a very likable guy, and I like the first few movies I saw him in. Yeah. Uh, and then one or two others. I mean, I I think I think... You know, and I'm often a generous grader, but I think I would give I would give Fraser a nine. There we go. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of the top heaviness here. All right, while Drew examines 
his choice for what we will be reviewing next season, next week, who knows, depending on what it is, on Let's Review Everything, Amos and I are going to take Brendan Fraser and objectively put him on the Let's Review Everything list. So Where should we start? With a single person who you know, is basically just known for being a pretty good actor. I feel like we got to start near the bottom. Yeah, so let's start. Because um, humans could get by yeah, without so Brendan Fraser. I am absolutely... I know what you're going to say about Star Trek. I th- Nick TV is better. Nickelodeon TV is better than Brendan Fraser. Because objectively, you have to think about what he's put out into the world. And if that weren't there versus what on this list wasn't there, like which would be more harmful or to the world. So online dating. If online dating didn't exist, you would just date in person. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Brendan Fraser didn't exist. You know, some of his movies wouldn't be around. But uh, they probably just... still exist. They'd just be a different actor. And it probably maybe not as good. Matthew Perry. I'm thinking <laughs> in Airheads. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, that wouldn't be horrible. I'd still watch it. Um, Big. I think online dating is better than Brendan Fraser. Uh, I'd rather watch a Brendan Fraser movie than go through online dating again. Yeah, but we just have to think about big picture. I think yeah, online dating yeah. probably helps put people in touch with each other, which which helps happiness and... All that. Yeah. All right, we can put them behind that. All right, so what's under that? Um, chain restaurants... He's lower than chain restaurants. Memes. Uh, I think for me, I'm going to put him above memes. What else is below memes? Junior. Huh. Is, well, he's above junior. So you th- so between memes and junior. Higher than memes. So you think he's higher than memes. Well, then we might have to go back to the list because you have junior. Un- we have junior under memes. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So you think he's between memes and chain restaurants? Yes. Is he so without memes, the world is probably for the most part a better place. Uh maybe ha- people have more time to spend on useful things like watching know. Brennan Fraser movies? Sure, some of them, two or three of them. Yeah, you know what? If someone was like either we get rid of Brennan Fraser or we get rid of memes, I would probably be like, "Oh, I like Brennan Fraser and, you know, I'm okay. I feel better about him than I do about most internet culture. Yeah, I agree. All right, here we go. The new number 19 on the list of 24. Which, if he ever hears this, (laughs) sounds worse than it is. Absolutely. This is... The top top rankings are for things like air and being able to stand on the ground. (laughs) Mr. Fraser... Please understand. We appreciate you. We appreciate your work so much that we would rather get rid of all air fresheners, theater snacks, soda pop, and the movie Junior, and all memes, just to keep you around. Number 21, Brendan Fraser. Wait, he's 21 now? You said 19. Yeah, I did the math wrong. Okay. Do number 21. Brendan, no, it is 19. God damn it. The new number 19, <laughs> Brendan Fraser. All right, not bad. Drew. Yes. 
before we go, what have you been up to recently? Well, uh, you know, um, I've been performing a lot, uh, doing a lot of stand-up. So uh, you can follow me on all of the social medias that we waste our time on. But um, my favorite is Instagram. It's Drew Berto. Um, but yeah, Drew Robertson on Facebook, Drew Robertson on Twitter. Um, but yeah, I've been doing um, a lot of comedy as much as I can. What uh, shows are you hosting these days? Well, right now, so I've decided to take a break from hosting oh, cool. because one of the things, hosting shows and producing shows is great. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like you get to make the scene kind of what you want the scene to be. However, when you're doing that, if you do it right, you're spending a lot of time and effort doing that. So what that meant is as a comic, I wasn't able to write as much stuff and work on new material because a lot of times I was hosting and things like that. So I'm trying to work on... Uh, kind of building up a new like hours worth of material basically, and so I'm taking a break from hosting shows. Um, still though, no poetry comedy exists, um, and we're gonna do some one-off things. Fantastic! It's always a pleasure to have you on. It's always a pleasure to be on. Now, what will we be reviewing on a future episode of Let's Review Everything? So, refresh my browser. Do you guys both drink? Yeah, sure. Okay. A little bit. Because one thing I've always wanted a comparative analysis of is non-alcoholic beers. Oh, fucking A. Well, I can tell you. Sure, we can do that. It's like, do you want diarrhea? It's kind of like eating a Hot Pocket when you're a vegetarian, right? It's like... (laughs) It's an interesting analysis. (laughs) It's like you still want the heartburn and the headache and the diarrhea, but you don't eat meat. So... Because I think, you know, like, what if there's one that actually, like, tastes really good? I'm sure that there's, like, I an IPA one somewhere, right? Yeah. So, you yeah, know. do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. I will even, yeah. Un- what's more fun than reviewing alcoholic beverages? Non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they non-alcoholic beers or just... Yeah, okay. We so might we throw we might throw your other suggestion and do like a half nut butter, half unalcoholic <laughs> yeah. beer. Yeah, because I, I mean, I didn't want to say anything about how I kept waiting for the nut butter episode. Oh, that, it's going to happen this season. Okay. We just haven't done Honestly, it almost all of the suggestions that have come have, from guests, we haven't done. Oh, well, yeah. We haven't yeah. done most of them. Good. I won't take it personally. At the end of every episode, oh, we turn to Amos, my co-host, and inspirational speech and we ask him it's my day job to take the essence of what this episode was boil it down into a sentence or two and leave us with that thought to help us move forward day after day amos talk to me i hate this part (laughs) that's about it you're going to you're going to give me something more than that this time. Thanks Brendan, we appreciate you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks Mr. I think I said Fraser, the word appreciate. We appreciate yeah, you. you said you said appreciate. I said the way appreci- you would say yeah. Fraser. I, I said I said <laughs> Mr. Fraser, Mr. We, we appreciate, appreciate you. you. <laughs> oh, there we go. Much better. Mr. Fraser, we appreciate you. <laughs> See you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>